Welcome to the CEC Report. It's the 17th of April. I'm Robert Barwick, and I'm joined again today by CEC Leader Craig Isherwood. Welcome, Craig. Yeah, thanks, Robbie. In this week's CEC Report, Assange is despised for proving the evil of regime change and why Standard & Poor's is covering up Australia's bail-in law. Before we begin, Craig, though, just a quick update on the Senate inquiry into the separation of banks bill that we've been briefing people on and getting people involved in. So that's now formally closed. There was over, um, the, the, the inquiry is admitting they've got over 900 submissions, but that could mean anything because last time they said they had over 1,000 and, and they admitted privately it was over, over 2,000. Yeah. Um, so the people who made the submissions, thank you very much. The, however, we have confirmed that the people running this inquiry, namely Senator Jane Hume, the ex-banker, is just determined to use her power to rig it to protect the bank. She's, mm -hmm. she's made the inquiry a joke because what they've done is despite the election being called, they have refused to extend the reporting date. So in the middle of an election, they're supposed to take our submissions, go through them carefully and come up with a considered report while an election's on, right, yeah. by the 13th mm -hmm. of May. This is a joke. Have a look at Jane Hume in action, chairing this very committee in this footage that was um, in par from Parliament a week or so ago. What more can I give you, Senator McAllister? Oh, you have now. Do you want that? me Is to that put Ms Murakovich in the stocks and we can throw some dead, dead fruit at her and see what happens then? The question has been taken on notice. Wow. I don't know why you cross at me. Uh, I'm not. I'm actually just asking for you to make the ruling, which I, I think you maybe and now it's been have. Done. It's been done and the question's been taken on notice. Yeah, it's just a little unorthodox. The reason I would ask, you like would, you have, would you like some to ask more questions of the department? Would you like to ask some more questions like to, of I'd me? I'd like to have Senator a private. I'd like to have a private meeting to discuss this. Actually, you can't be serious. I am serious. Would you like to ask some more questions? No, of the I'd department? like a private meeting to discuss it. Fine. Happy to call a private meeting. The committee will suspend for ten minutes while we have a private meeting. So that's the piece of work that we're dealing with, Craig. Be outraged, right? And continue to fight with us and as we said last week start confronting all candidates in the election about this bill and the separation of banks and the fact parliament's continuing to rig the rig the inquiry and um just get involved in any other way that that comes up well know? there's a couple of things robbie first of all this is not going to stop no matter what they try and do it's not going to stop people can get copies of our australian call in for a copy of our australian alert service in there is a detailed explanation of everything we've been talking about but also robbie we've just launched a new website this yep. week, people can follow us very clearly on that as well, on, in this campaign. Yep, because of the election campaign. Okay, okay, thanks for that, Craig. All right, let's get started, because we actually have a very big show today. For once, we're, we're not leading with financial and banking matters. We're leading with Julian Assange. Assange is despised for proving the evil of regime change. So last week, Julian Assange was arrested, Craig. In fact, very publicly. In, very publicly in breach of his asylum. The, the Ecuadorian government, which is a, basically a puppet government of the United States now, allowed the British police in there to, to drag him out. He's, he's, in the, he's now being held in the British equivalent of Guantanamo Bay, right? And as he claimed from the beginning, it is the, the, the bail charge in Britain is the, is, the, is the minor one. Even in the court case, the little hearing they held last week, they admitted straight away it's about these extradition charges he's facing to go to the United States, Ext mm -hmm. extradition for charges he's facing in the United States. Um, these are, this is the, the crimes he's indicted for in the United States, Craig. The indictment wasn't from 2010. It was from 2018, March 2018. Yeah. They indicted him for something he supposedly did in um, 2010. They're trying to get him on a minor charge of hacking, 
right? So that when he gets to the United States, the danger is they'll load up all these other charges that can include, you know, treason, et cetera, and potentially face the um, death penalty. Julian Assange, Julian Assange is despised by the governments, by the media, right? And I really, I'm really disgusted with that one because he shows them up. Uh, he doesn't show them up because he scoops them on what they haven't found. They don't even look at the things he finds because they never question the establishment, yeah, right? That's right? He's 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 exposed a whole lot with 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 his WikiLeaks operation, um, but he's also despised by Hillary fans, Hillary Clinton fans, because he he. Um, you know, he exposed her well and truly, and that, that contributed to her losing the 2016 election. But that's not what he's been charged for. He's been charged for the much more fundamental exposing he did of US war crimes in the Iraq war, right? With, with the leak, the big leak that he was involved in in, in um, uh, 2010. So now the arrest has been happening. What's the news on Q? You're seeing all these stories wheeled out, and it's an operator, like if someone pushes a button in an intelligence agency, and all the media jump straight away and all these stories about what a disgusting person he is, um, you know, terrible hygiene. It's designed to character assassinate the guy so that there's no public sympathy and then people will happily just ignore what's going to be done to the whistleblower of our, of our day, of our age. Um, I want to show you these clips, though, from Four Corners from the 23rd of July 2012 from a thing called, the show was called Sex, Lies and Julian Assange, which show that... Assange's claim at the time has now been proven right. So just have a quick look at the clip. It shows you that and how much he's hated by the US and Australian governments. Julian Assange may have suspended his fate at the hands of a Swedish court by claiming political asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. But the Swedes are not going away anytime soon, nor are the British police, who are waiting to arrest him and extradite him to Stockholm the minute he attempts to leave his temporary sanctuary. Assange's troubles in Sweden go back almost exactly two years. The first sensational intelligence and diplomatic leaks had already hit the public domain. In the American government's eyes, Assange had become public enemy number one. But for many others around the world, he was a cause celeb. But for all their power and influence in the world, they had seemed impotent to stop the leaks or somehow make Assange pay for what they saw as espionage. When it emerged that two young Swedish women were pressing charges against him, alleging rape and molestation in somewhat curious circumstances, and extradition proceedings began in the British courts, Assange alleged that America was somehow manipulating the whole process behind the scenes in order to in turn extradite him back to the US and face the judicial music there. On the assumption that Assange can't stay in his Ecuadorian diplomatic sanctuary forever, and while we await the outcome of that standoff, Four Corners has gone back to Sweden, where the drama began, to pin down what actually happened there and take a closer look at the inconsistencies in the various versions of events. US Army soldier Bradley Manning had allegedly leaked more than a quarter of a million classified documents, and Julian Assange was anxious to get them out. They became known as Cablegate. There are so many thousands uh, of stories that have come from that and have influenced elections and have been involved uh, in the course of revolutions. The United States strongly condemns the illegal disclosure of classified information. It puts people's lives in danger, threatens our national security, and undermines our efforts to work with other countries to solve shared problems. 
An outraged Washington set up a crack team of Pentagon investigators to take on WikiLeaks. It even launched a legally questionable financial blockade to starve WikiLeaks of funds. For America, Cablegate was the final straw. Some even wanted Assange dead. This guy's a traitor, a treasonous, and, and, and he has broken every law of the United States. The guy ought to be, and I'm not for the death penalty, so if I'm not for the death penalty, I only want to do it, illegally shoot the son of a Well, what about it? This little punk, now I stand up for Obama. Obama, if you're listening tonight, you should take this guy out, have the CIA take him out. If Assange was looking for support from home, he didn't get it. You know, I absolutely condemn uh, the placement of this information on the WikiLeaks website. It's a grossly irresponsible thing to do and an illegal thing to do. The then Attorney General threatened to revoke his Australian passport. It was only because the federal police believed that Assange's passport was the best way to track him that he kept it. Now, so that's clear. Julia, Julia Gillard said, you know, this, this guy's a criminal. Here's the point. This is, this is not a story about an eccentric Australian hacker. This is a story about war crimes, and they're our war crimes, our side, right? That's, that's the issue here. The biggest war crime of all, Craig, was invading Iraq on a lie, obviously, but then there was lots of other war crimes. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to use the next segment to show the video in great detail that Assange exposed these war crimes, leaked to show the world the war crimes going on in Iraq. Welcome back to the CEC report where we're talking about Julian Assange exposing the evil of regime change. So Craig, this is the clip that Julian Assange exposed to the world. What happened was in 2007, two Reuters journalists, Reuters employees in Iraq were killed and the Iraq American authorities says they were killed in the normal course of combat according to the rules of engagement, etc. Reuters demanded footage of it because they knew that it was done by helicopters and it wasn't forthcoming. WikiLeaks revealed it and this is the clip. What's this first bit? Uh, anybody has an element? We got an RPG. All right, we got a guy with an RPG. I'm on a fire. 
Now, to make the point, yes, while some of them were carrying guns, they're seeing these gunship helicopters there. They're, not ca they're, they're totally relaxed. They're not a threat to anybody, right? Then one man survived and help arrived with a, with a van. And in the van, you'll see two, the front of the seat of the van, there were two children clearly visible. Yeah, right below you, 
right time now. Can you walk us on to that location? Over. This is 2-6. Roger. I'll, I'll pop flares. We also have one individual moving. We're looking for weapons. If we see a weapon, we're going to engage. children, those children, Craig, were wounded. This is the response of the shooters in the helicopter when they found that out.
Welcome back to the CEC report. So before the break, Craig, we showed the video, right? It's called Collateral Murder. You can look at the whole thing on YouTube. We've, we've shown you the main clips. Um, just before we go into the, the last thing we wanted to say about bail-in, I just want to make the point. In the, in the earlier clip we used where Julia Gillard said, Assange broke a law. In 2011, Malcolm Turnbull gave a speech at Sydney University Law School. Now, he was, he was a, a, a government front, a, an opposition front bencher mm -hmm. then, been a minister in the Howard government, and he was going to be the future prime minister. And he made this point. Assange did not break any Australian law. And the High Court upheld in a court case that Malcolm Turnbull had been involved in years earlier called the Spycatcher Trial, that if, that if the person has not upheld, uh, breached the Australian law, it's the Australian government's responsibility to look after him, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. he, in other words, Julia Gillard is totally lied. Now, Malcolm Turnbull, when he was Prime Minister, did he, did he carry on with what he said? No, because this is what, what their actions prove, Australia's governments prove, which includes Malcolm Turnbull's, is what Malcolm Fraser wrote, a former Prime Minister also in this book, Dangerous Allies, that we do not have an independent foreign policy. We are subservient to the Anglo-American powers, right? And while that's the case... We're letting this is what's hap what we're letting happen to Julian Assange is an example of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this this is an outrage. Australia should be outraged at this and demand our government um, bring him back to Australia. So it's because of the the the, uh, the service he's actually provided to the world. Definitely. All right. Just quickly, let's let's talk about bail-in in a little bit of time we've got. The other reason we want to raise this because it is a, a brief issue. Um, we've been exposing bail-in for a long time, Craig. Right. Um, and we know there was a law passed a year ago that, that we said can allow the government by a back door to grab deposits. Well, the ratings agency Standard & Poor's has come out and said, no, 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 the Australian government, they don't have any intention to bail in banks. They will bail, they're, they're committed to bailing out the banks, right? And a, a publication called Business Day, run by a former financial review columnist named Ian Rogers, attacked us. See, the eccentric, called us the eccentric CEC, and they attacked, he also attacked Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, for spreading claptrap. See, you guys have been spreading claptrap about this. However, we don't have time to go through all the details, but there's, if, if S&P Craig had have, had have found otherwise, if they had have said, oh no, there is bail-in, that would have had consequences. The main consequence would have been S&P would have been forced to downgrade the ratings of Australia's banks, mm -hmm. and by downgrading those ratings, the banks would have had to pay higher interest rates on their borrowings, and they rely on borrowings for 50% of their funding from yep. overseas, yep. and pass those interest rates on to current borrowers and the Australian market. Mm -hmm. Would the Australian market be able to handle, at the moment, a rise in interest rates? No, Robbie, we've already got a housing crash, right? Because the interest rates, uh, even though they're record lows, the, the criminality of the entire system, the banks and so forth, have put people into houses they can't afford, actually. And look at the Standard & Poor's. The people should not have any <laughs> illusion about what this group is. Go back and have a look at the big short. And, you know, the, the, where well, because that was going to be my question. Would Standard & Poor's ever give a fake rating, Craig? Oh, well, they, as they say in the big short, and which is an accurate rendition of this process, of course they would, because they're a, prop, they're a, they're a private company, they're looking for profits, and they're not going to be oven, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, outdone by other ratings agencies. And their fake ratings back in 2008 underpinned a property bubble then, yeah. and um, it's why, underpinning a property bubble Why would bubble you now? think that they'd be any different now? Of course not, Robbie. Yeah, They're now, part of the system. So they put up a tweet on this banking day. Put up a tweet, and I replied to it. We can show a bit of that on the website on the on the on the screen. But so we can we can prove them wrong. In, but I just wanted to to expose their motive here, right? If they tell the truth about bail-in, that itself might bring down the whole system. That's right, because people's savings aren't considered safe, and people will pull out their money out of the banks, and you'll yeah. have a mess. All right. Well, look. Thanks again, Craig. We've yeah, run out of time. Sure. This is a serious show, though, for good reason. So. 
Tune in next week for more of the CEC Report.